Welcome back to the Pothole Pastors podcast. I am your host, Joey. And I'm Adam. He's also a host. I'm not the only host. I guess I should say I'm the co-host, Joey. Co-host, yes. <laughs> but welcome back. This is episode two of the Pothole Pastor podcast. And baby, we're rolling. We are. Second episode. Second episode. We're going strong. We have things. Things <laughs> to, going on. To talk about things going on. <laughs> so we've got stuff still working on uh, coming down the pike. Um, we can go ahead and say this, but we're looking at, or we said this last week, we're looking to try to have a video eventually for those of yes. you who like to watch YouTube videos of the podcast. Uh, we're, we're working on that right now. Yep. The room is under construction so it that is. it looks cool and it doesn't just look like a bunch of junk is thrown into a spare room. Because that's kind of what it looks like right now. That is bit. exactly <laughs> what it looks like right now. So we don't <laughs> want that to be your impression of us. But Adam, what'd you do this week? Let's catch up a little bit. Oh man. Well, uh, one of my buddies moved into the old college house that I used to live in. So he took my part of the lease. Okay. And so he moved into my old room. So I helped him move in and get settled. That was kind of weird. You know, a room that I've lived in for three years now has all different furniture, decorations, and it doesn't look like the same room. Um, So that was kind of... Even though I had been moved out for about a month, it was just kind of weird seeing other people's stuff, you know, because there's a right. lot of memories in that room and whatnot. But did that. Did you cry? I didn't cry. No. I did pause for like 10 seconds to reflect in silence. Mm. Like and, a sailor? Yeah. And then I moved on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but did that. And then I guess my other big thing, I had to go get my suit sized because my older sister is getting married at the end of this month. But not your oldest sister. Not my oldest sister. She's already married. Yes. <laughs> to me. <laughs> but um, so I had to go all my day off and travel and get that done. So yeah, yeah staying busy. Yeah. I had a busy weekend myself. Uh, Saturday. We, what did we do Saturday? I guess we didn't have that busy of a Saturday. We kind of stuck around home, did some stuff around the house. Sunday was a little bit busier. I've been traveling a lot, you know, speaking at churches, sharing about the ministry at Ball State. So we went all the way over to Lebanon, which is about about an hour and a half from here, mm. came back. So it wasn't too bad. And then uh, was just working on stuff. Uh, the leader retreat is coming very soon That's for right. our ministry. So uh, our team is kind of scrambling and mad dashing, and technically I'm not allowed to be doing a lot of stuff right now to get ready for that, so trying to um, honor that rule and still give oversight and direction. So it's uh, it, it's uh, it's interesting, but I also went to Wabash today, independent, oh. or sorry, not Wabash, Warsaw. Warsaw. They sorry. are close together. Right? They are very close, yeah, and see, are. at first I thought I was going to Wabash, so I'm like, uh-huh. oh, it's just like an hour. And then I looked and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to Warsaw, yeah. <laughs> which is about another hour. Yeah. <laughs> so it was about, yeah. it was a couple hour drive, which is a bummer because we both went to Warsaw we, today. <laughs> we did. Didn't even know it. I think we missed each other by a couple hours. Yeah. I mean, it definitely <laughs> didn't work out timing. Maybe it would have worked out timing wise yeah. if we would have known that we were going. But yeah, so it was kind of a bummer. I'm like, oh, we could have talked about the podcast or something <laughs> yeah. on the way to, we had two, we had a four hour round trip, you right. know? And so. Oh man. Yeah. But it was good. I went to a coffee shop, talked with a pastor. That coffee was incredibly good. Where was it? Uh, what was it called? 
Steam and Brew, maybe. Okay. Is it downtown? No, it's not downtown. Oh, okay. That may be the wrong name. You have to forgive me, Warsaw listeners, if I'm butchering that. But it was very good coffee. I wish we had something like that huh. in the Muncie area. Um, I don't know Warsaw that well. I have somebody up there, well, my sister's fiance, but he told me it's like a booming town. I guess like there's a whole bunch of businesses and like they're expanding and hmm. which I had no idea. So it's so if you're looking for a place to move, I guess Warsaw's a wow. good place. Yeah. I don't know. No, I've I've I mean I liked it. It was fine. Yeah. I didn't think anything wrong or wrong of the town or what should I say? I didn't think anything bad of the town is what yeah. I should say. But I have to confess before we move into our Midwestern moments. Oh boy. I had something very Midwestern happen to me tonight. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and give the Ope trigger. And for those of you who are just now tuning in, the Ope Trigger is something we do whenever we do something Midwestern, we say something Midwestern, we hear about something Midwestern, and what epitomizes the Midwest better than an Ope? So mm. this is the Ope Trigger. Ope! <laughs> and so Hannah and I had a friend recommend one of... The, that was a weird recommend, not recommend, recommend one of their friends to us to help them with a scholarship. Oh, okay. You know, and I'm like, oh, cool. yeah, okay. Like, I want to help people, you know, like, like for college. Yeah. It's okay. so like he has one semester left and he's trying to raise money. And um, like, if he does this presentation, it helps raise money. Well, what it ended up being was one of those like people who visit your house Oh. And they sell you things. Old-fashioned house call. Right. And so they came and they were selling these knives. And there was like these huge elaborate sets of knives that nobody ever needs. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and the price was just outrageous, you know. And I just don't know why you would ever need those. And we shot him down. And then I felt bad because he came all the way here. I think he lives in the area, so he's not going real far. But... I felt kind of bad because I think he, he was like a good a good hour just trying to convince us oh, to, man. you know, he wasn't like pushy at all. He was really, really gracious. Um, but yeah, like we just didn't need knives. We have really nice knives that we got when we got married and Hannah and I just did not need any more knives. Yeah. And he was even trying to give us like individual items like, hey, if you don't want a whole set, we could sell you one of these knives or like a potato peeler and all these things. And we're like... We just we just don't want anything, yeah. you know. So sharp salesman. Oh, okay. You got to stop that. So that's <laughs> that's definitely deserves it. Oh, we decide that we decide that uh, Midwest definitely encompasses dad joke. Oh, and we did say we were going to try to have the absolute um, criteria for Midwest states, and we have it. Yes, the boundaries. So the official Midwest states. So whenever we're looking for news or things that we're talking about that are Midwest, we are talking about Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. That is the official Midwest region. Interesting. So, I wonder who determines that. Yeah, I would really love that too, because I was having a debate with one of our friends who was just here before we started recording that I feel like Colorado should definitely be Midwest, but he's like, no, they're in the Rockies. I'm like, yeah, I understand that, but it's literally almost in the middle of the U.S., and right. I just feel like anything there should be the Midwest, but I don't determine that. So for better or worse, those are 
what the Midwest states are. But Adam, you had a Midwest moment that you wanted to bring up. So this is the official segment of Midwest Moments. Oh, yeah. So I was visiting my family not too long ago. And if you know my family, they love to shop. At least my mom and my sisters do. Yes, they do. Well, not so much Hannah. Like Hannah likes it. Yeah. But Hannah just tags along. Right, right. So me and my dad, we just, we tag along. Um, so we were kind of walking around the store trying to occupy ourselves and there's this part, it's a store that my mom and sister love to go to, but there's always this part of the store with like trinkets and stuff that nobody needs. And so me and my dad were just kind of looking and one item caught my eye and it was a shower beer holder. It was a little, (laughs) it was a little container that you attach to the side of your shower and it's a nice little cup holder for your beer. So if you ever have the urge to want to drink beer while taking a shower, now you can. <laughs> if you have to take your beer into the shower, I think that classifies you officially as an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I don't drink. I don't, yeah. You know, I don't either. drink. So maybe I'm just ignorant. Right. But... <laughs> From what I understand, you drank beer to relax and you drank beer to like unwind or if you're stressed or you need to chill, you know, it's always something like that. Of course, you can just drink for enjoyment. Like I'm not, whatever, you know, I'm not anti-alcohol. I just don't drink personally. But what's more stress relieving than taking a shower? (laughs) You know, it's like, there's nothing stressful about taking a shower. And I mean, and well, my thing is, it's like, I don't drink beer either. I have nothing against it. But a lot of people, like you see the advertisements, like our beer is cold. Like, you know, a lot of people drink yeah. it cold. And like you take a shower, I'm assuming you take a hot shower. Yeah, because what kind of monster takes a cold shower <laughs> right. and enjoys it? And if you have your beer in the shower, it's going to get warm from the atmosphere and the moisture. So I feel like that defeats the purpose. And I'm just feeling like at some point you're going to get soap or hair <laughs> in your beer can. You know, it's just, I, you know, you could just take a shower and then drink a beer when you're done. Yeah. And like a shower, what? If you're quick, you know, five minutes. Yeah. And like 15, 20, if you're taking your time. And although, I mean, I know people that take way longer, but there's no, <laughs> that's your fault. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you literally are the commander of your own ship there and (laughs) you determine how long you're in the shower i mean no one's forcing you to remain in the shower except okay so funny story my mom actually would force my sister to stay in the shower a certain amount of time (laughs) growing up because she wouldn't wash her hair properly and like she would get out of the shower and her hair was still dry oh (laughs) and she promised that she washed it (laughs) and so my mom would like make her stay in a certain amount of time before she would let them come out. But, but, but I mean, under normal circumstances, like this right. was a child. Yeah. No, I hope no child is taking a beer <laughs> into the shower and just taking it and putting it on the caddy. And well, maybe like the parent is like, they have a small kid and they have to bathe their kids. So maybe they themselves aren't taking a shower, but they're like, they're bathing their kids. So like they have a beer. So we have a drunkard washing their <laughs> the child in the shower. I don't think a drunk parent <laughs> should be handling any kind of children in the bathtub. <laughs> That's probably true. Should be a like a law, don't drink and shower your kids. I'm sure that has to be a law somewhere. It has to be. I mean, have you seen those weird laws that are <laughs> yeah. like you can't 
own more than three dogs without jumping on one foot backward. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like these weird laws of that. I'm like, whoever enforced these, but okay, we need to move on. But so Adam, you've been working on a project here for about a year or two. I'm not exactly sure how long it's been. Roughly. Yeah. And, um, I think it's really cool what you're doing. And I think you kind of were spurred on by a particular book that you read and just kind of started dreaming about what would that look like for you to tell that in a broader sense, in a bigger scale than just you reading a book and internalizing it, but you wanted to actually do something about that. So why don't you share with our listeners kind of what you're working on, what your uh, dreams are with that and uh, how you got started and why you think that's such a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. So the past year, or actually two years, I think it's been two years. It's crazy how time goes. Um, so I read a book that Joey actually recommended. Um, we did one-on-ones when I was in college, met up once a week and talked about life and how things are going. And Joey would constantly be telling me about this book called With by Sky Jatani that he was reading at the time. And he'd tell me little snippets of what parts of the book he was at. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. So for Christmas, he got me the book. And so I'm not a huge book reader. I am more now that I'm a pastor. But so I read the book. And I mean, I grew up in church all my life. But this relationship with God I've heard about. But it was kind of the first time when I read that book that it just made sense and it clicked. And I think what helped is reading that book and then having the community of Chi Alpha around me at the same time. It was like a reinforcer, kind of like I was seeing it with my own eyes and then I was reading it. Yeah. So I think with those two together, it really helped. And so I read it and usually if I read something that really impacts me, right away my mind goes to, oh man, what if we did a video about this? Just because I like to create videos. And I never really thought about it much, kind of pushed it to the side. And this is kind of a weird beginning, actually. I don't know if I ever told you this. No, but no, um, you Well, I'll, if you're saying it's weird and I don't know what it is, I probably, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you did. So I was taking a immersion class at Ball State. This is like PG, right? It's not going it, to be like, because you're like, it, I never told you this. And you're like, uh-oh, I don't know if you need no, to. No, it it's kind of silly how it okay. started, but it's PG, I promise. Okay. Um, but I was taking, so Ball State has these classes called immersion. And basically. Like baptism? <laughs> no. Um, basically, they have it for different areas, whatever major you are. But for video majors, you get to make a video if you're like a client. So it's okay. like real world experience, which is cool. And so I took one my junior year and we did one for Ball State. It was like in-house. But anyways, we were filming at a location in Ball State and they had movie posters that students had produced in the past. And there was one that I remember hearing other students talk about that they worked on, and it talked about like the meth problem in the Delaware County, Muncie area. And I remember students talking about like how passionate they were to like get the word out of like, hey, this is a big problem, you know, and whatnot, which I thought was cool, you know, raising awareness. But um, I saw that movie poster because it was a documentary, and I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Like students like did that, and it turned out really well. And then I remembered that idea of the book that I read by Sky and how much it impacted me in my life. And I thought, well, why don't I do a documentary? These other students did one, you know? It was kind of a weird, like, how it all happened. So I kind of thought about it more and started to plan stuff out. And like any project, it grew from one thing to the next. But the whole center thesis of the project is what does a relationship with God look like? 
what, regardless of your background, your faith, um, whatever denomination you're a part of, everybody has a different view of God, and that shapes how they you know, live each day out. And I believe that how we view God in relationship is a big deterrent of how we relate to other people on a day-to-day basis. Because, I mean, God is the creator of us. He's the creator of relationships. And so if we can better understand him and what true relationships are, we can better understand how to relate with other people. And I think a lot of people, especially in today's age, don't really value relationships that much. Um, they're very easily just to throw relationships to the side. I think for the fact that they're just a lot of work. And I think that's really sad because relationships are something that can be really beautiful. It can be really helpful for a person to grow, not just spiritually, but, you know, emotionally and all those things. And I think if people really realize, you know, a relationship with God can be like, you know, I always tell the guys in my uh, Bible study group or now that I'm a youth pastor, I tell the kids, you know, everybody would look at you and say you were crazy if you met somebody for the first time and you said, yeah, me and so-and-so, we're best friends and we hang out maybe once a week or something. They would say, well, you're not best friends. You barely hang out. And that's the kind of thing that I tell people. Like if you say like, oh yeah, God, like we're tight, you know, we're close, but we go to church every Sunday and we might pray before a meal every now and then. It's like, well, you really don't know him that well because you don't spend time, you know? And I try to tell people, like, if you have a good, like, father figure in your life, like, look how much time your dad spends with you or your friend or a mom or anybody. And that's the kind of analogy that I try to pull on. Like, God wants to spend time to you to get to know you. Well, I mean, God knows you already, but he wants you to know him more and to grow closer. And so I just think that really touched me because in that sense— I was chasing after God and not a set of values or ideas. And I think a lot of people can get hung up on like, oh, yeah, you know, all these values that the church supports, like, yeah, we're for. But then they kind of forget what is the whole purpose, like to know God, the relationship with him. And I kind of want people to like be drawn back to like the center focus of the church because I think it changes a lot of things. Yeah. I think something you said earlier just really resonated of like how relationships can be hard and they can be work. And we in America don't really want to do things that are hard, you know, and living in like very consumeristic society where like transactional, like as long as it's going to benefit me, you know, I'll give I'll give effort towards it. I'll work. But if this is hard, then maybe this isn't, you know, for me. Like, why should I have to put myself out in order to be this person's friend or to deal with this whatever? But I think something, what was really cool in the book of Acts, so I think what's neat is it shows how the Holy Spirit bound these people together and they broke bread together. So they ate together. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and they were hanging out every day. They sold stuff for one another. And you see this really, really powerful community but I think sometimes we can get that almost like an ideal pipe dream community because we just want those external things or those um, results. So it's like, well, we want to be able to hang out every day together. We want to eat all of our meals together. We can be doing all these things. And I'm reading a book right now by Diedrich Bonhoeffer, 
called Life Together. And it's really just rocking my world because he's kind of confronting all this. And he says something really powerful. And I'm going to read it. But it says, For Jesus Christ alone is our unity. He is our peace. Through him alone do we have access to one another, joy in one another, and fellowship with one another. Mm, And I think something that I've never really thought much about was that in the book of Acts, that community was only possible because they were in relationship with Jesus first. Yeah. And their relationship wasn't just them. It was their, it was them loving through Christ one another. Mm. And I think that's really key and powerful for real relationship and real community because there's a lot of communities out there. I mean, you right. go anywhere in Muncie, at Ball State, at high schools, anywhere. There are groups everywhere. There's communities, quote unquote, everywhere. Right. But they're only as deep as whatever the cause is for. Yeah. You know, and how many people will rally at a at a football game or a basketball game, which I'm not preaching against sports because I love sports and you and I both love sports. Oh, yeah. We will be the first people in line screaming at the games, you know, <laughs> just going nuts. But for what? You know what I mean? Right. We're like we're like united for two or three hours next to these people that we have no idea who they are, united under that cause. And then at the end of the day, we're just going to leave. We don't even know who they are. Like, we're not better because of it. We had a good experience. But two or three days later, you know, the euphoria of that experience wears off. But I think what's cool in Scripture, it talks about how community, um, you know, um, I think it was David in Psalm 133. Yeah, it was David. He said, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. Psalm 133. It is like fine oil on the head, running down on the beard, running down Aaron's beard onto his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon falling on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has appointed the blessing, life forevermore. Hmm. I just think there's something really powerful when you have people come together in Christ, in community, and it's in harmony through the Spirit you got to think there was what 2000 3000 people that came to know the lord on pentecost yeah. became christians you can't tell me all of them were just exactly the same held all the same political beliefs all the same cultural beliefs you know those were all different but it was through jesus and his spirit that bound them together and so i think that's really powerful so i think what you're yeah. talking about in that series you're wanting to do mm-hmm. which i think it's developed from a documentary into like a web series kind of thing. You can yeah. talk more to that. Yeah. yeah. At first I was going to do like a full length documentary and uh, I kind of gravitated more towards like a series. And the reason why I did that was a, it costs a lot of money just to make a full blown documentary. Yeah. Um, but B also relational. That's the title of the documentary, by the way, relational. Um, it encapsulates a lot of different areas of our lives. I mean, you think about relationships, we have a ton of them. You know, we have romantic relationships, friendships, family, professional, acquaintances, relationship with God. Like, there's so many different areas of our lives that relationships play a role. And I wanted to be direct in that 
And so I thought, well, what if I make it a series and I make little short films and each episode focuses on like a different relationship with somebody in your life? You know, I mean, not specifically, but, you know, like, you know, a relationship with a coworker or at the grocery store, you know, stuff like that and how you treat people and people from different backgrounds. And so that was kind of the gravitational pull towards that. But I totally agree. You know, I love when you're talking about in Psalms, like living in harmony and like Jesus was the first common ground for those people before, you know, they had that community of relationship. And I think that's so necessary because only then, like you mentioned, like all those people had different backgrounds, different political opinions, you know, and who knows what not. But when you realize that Jesus is everything, all of those differences become secondary. Right. And then real community and harmony can be placed because now those little differences that arise, yeah, they may cause conflict, but at the end of the day, Jesus is still our everything. That's what brings in the peace. And so that's what I really want the documentary to focus on is, you know, a relationship with God has to be the foundation because it shows us what true relationship is for other people. And I want it to be a really cool opportunity to see how, like, how do Christians like uh, we today interact with other people that are different than us, you know? And I think that's really key in how we respond to those people. And I really want the documentary series to bring that out as well. Yeah. I think so much about relationships is decided based on convenience. And I was just thinking about this. We've talked about this in car rides and just other times, how, you know, so the entire premise of Jesus's ministry is like incarnation. Like he came to be among us and walk among us and touch us and talk to us. You know, it was all present here, incarnation, but how that's not something that's valued right now in America. You know, you go to the gas station and it's no longer the worker who pumps the gas and you have to interact with them. You pump your own gas. You don't have to go out even on Black Friday to get all the deals anymore. You can just shop at home and not interact with anybody. You don't have to even go to the checkouts at the stores anymore. You can just go to the self-checkout. And Bonhoeffer brings this out more in his book too. And there's no way I could just you know, voice everything he says in this book. He, he just does so well. Go, go buy Life Together by Diedrich Bonhoeffer and let your mind be blown. But he talks about how human relationships left by themselves without Christ is all based on desire and how, how do I benefit, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll give up a relationship outside of Christ because it's not benefiting you. It's not benefiting you anymore. It's not worth it. It's not meeting your desire. Which is selfish. (laughs) Which is selfish, right. Yeah, exactly. But the whole premise of Christian community and loving your neighbor is selflessness, you know, and being selfless and serving. And so I, I would think you can't have true community and true fellowship, true friendship without a level of sacrifice and serving. I, um... I watched, well, I've seen it a couple of times, but I, I watched it again last night because I wanted to, but the Mr. Rogers documentary, oh, so not you good. be my neighbor? So good. Favorite documentary. I love it. But I watched it last night and there's just one part in the documentary that always sticks out to me and it's Mr. Rogers. He's talking about kids, but I mean, this is for adults too. He talks about how the outside of a person's world is always changing, but the inner longings on the inside don't change. 
And I think that was really powerful because it can be so confusing and we can kind of miss it of we see our world changing like oh people they need this they want this but at the end of the day you know everybody still wants to be loved they still want joy and hope those basic things that people have wanted back in Bonhoeffer's time you know all the way throughout history all those things are still true it's just that the outside of our world is different and I thought that was really cool and I think that gives hope for people like us as ministers because, I mean, the things in the Bible still remain true today, and people are still looking for those basic longings of relationship and what you find in those relationships. And being a foundation in Jesus, I think, is the only way to begin that. I, I love in the opening chapters of Genesis where God says it's not good for man to be alone. Mm. When you know Adam was by himself, he was with the animals, but they said there was no suitable companion, and so God made Eve. And, of course, you know, I think that's probably the start of romantic relationships as well, but I think there's something there that's like it's not good for us to be alone. You know, a, a, a Christian poet once said that no man is an island complete in and of himself. You know, no man is complete by themselves. It, it doesn't mean that you have to always be around people, so introverted people don't have to freak out and say, <laughs> oh, man, I have to always be around people. I don't think that's what it means, but I think it's like acknowledging that need, that you need community, you need people around you. And I heard, um, I think it was a Christian artist, maybe it was even Mike Donahue once, and maybe he oh, was yeah. quoting somebody else. I don't know. It was at a concert. But he said, we're in the, we are made in the image of a triune God, of a divine community. So what makes us think that we can survive beyond community? Mm. And I just thought that was like really powerful, and I've just always thought about that. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that like has really challenged me the past couple months, you bring up like we're made in the image of God. I went to Walmart. Well, I mean, I go often, but it was a couple months ago. I went. <laughs> That's pretty Midwestern. <laughs> that is pretty Midwestern. But um, I mean, this sounds bad, but I think we've all done it. Like you go to Walmart and you see people and immediately you judge them for how they look. Oh yeah. And, I had that. It was right when I walked in the door and I saw people and my mind just, you know, went. And right away, it was like the spirit telling me like, those people are made in the image of God too, just wow. like you. And it kind of stopped me in my tracks. thought, oh man, like, you're right. Like how many times have I done that just passive and not thinking anything of it? But it's like, man, those people are also made in the image of God. So in a sense, in my mind, I disrespected them, but I also disrespected God. Yeah. And that just put like a whole new view on things. And so that's been something that's been hard for me at times because it's easy just to, you know, like, oh, man, look at that person over there. But it's like, well, wait a minute. Like God loves that person just as much as anybody else. He, Jesus died for them. I should treat them with the utmost respect regardless of what they look like. C.S. Lewis kind of hits on this, and I can't remember which book it's in, and I won't get it word for word, but he's essentially saying that, each person is intrinsically unique and valuable to God, created in God's image. And how, like, for example, if I don't have you in my life, then there's a facet of God's image that I won't see mm -hmm. because you're not there, you know? And, and he goes into, like, you know, if Bob loses Billy, these aren't the real names, but I can't remember exactly, it only... 
Bob could bring out the laughter in Billy, mm. you know, that could be seen through, you know, it's just kind of the yeah. idea that we're so valuable to one another and unique that we need each other. And to see someone not as that is to really see them less than what they are and also to even offend God mm. and as image bearers. So, um, I love that. I love that whole concept that you've got going here and I'm excited to see how that's going to play yeah. out going on. But I think Bonhoeffer, you know, just to kind of finish it off here, this section, unless you got more you want to say on this section. Not really. I just, it's, it keeps changing, you sure, know, yeah. but um, I'm really hoping to address some really hard hitting issues okay. of like uh, talking. Like I want to get people who are, you know, in, I don't want to say like well-known, but like, you know, talking to people about different theological but also real life things. Um, so basically, like one of the episodes I want to do, because I'm really excited about this one episode, because I'll, sometimes I'll have actors, sometimes I'll have real people. But I want to have somebody who's like acting, but like who is like homosexual, for instance. And because I think what's really cool and what you don't see a lot now these days like on tv is talking to somebody who is homosexual a christian talking you know and it's just talking about like their differences not getting angry not fighting not you know disrespecting each other but i think the cool thing that we could make with this documentary series is not only you know listening to the other side but also seeing how a christian is supposed to respond yeah I think is huge. And so I want to do that for a lot of different type of areas of people's lives um, and kind of cover a wide variety of topics. That's cool. So that's kind of why the series of sections to kind of focus on different things. Um, so yeah, relational. Keep a lookout. Hopefully, we're, I'm hoping to start filming here in the fall Okay. and get things out, but I'll keep you all updated as it comes. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to seeing what you do and We'll keep you posted here on this podcast as Adam is uh, developing his series, or maybe it'll turn into a full bl like blown movie one day. And Who knows? What it'll hit Hollywood, and we just can't even keep him here in this podcast because he <laughs> has to go answer all these calls. But I love how Bonhoeffer ends this chapter. He talks about how you know in Psalm one thirty three we talked about how um, how good it is and, and pleasant for brothers to dwell in unity, and he says. But now we can rightly interpret the words in unity and say, for brethren to dwell together through Christ. And so let's remember that as we are going about our life, that not only our relationship with God is, is mediated through Christ, also our relationships to one another is mediated through Christ. Absolutely. But just like last week, we or last, well, it was last week technically, when we released our podcast. That's right. Our, our last episode, we want to end every episode with Muncie Minutes. So we have recommendations that we want to offer to you as listeners to check out in the Muncie area. So Adam, what's your Muncie Minute recommendation this week? Yeah. So mine's another restaurant. It's not ice cream. Well, I guess it was frozen yogurt last week. Um, it's, it a thai, it's a Thai place. It's called Thai Smile 2. I have no idea if there's a one anywhere. I've never seen it. Yeah. I've never seen it either. I just know Thai Smile too. That's incredible. It's very good food. It is. Once again, not super credible source because I've only been there once, but um, it was really good. Like I've never really had Thai food before um, just because growing up, my family never ate international food. And so I tried it and it was really good. 
and they have like I don't know what you call it, but it's they have ice cream, but it's like shaved and it's like oh, put in those yeah. little rolls. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was really good. So if you're in Muncie, Thai Smile Two is a good place to go. I can also vouch for that. It is very very good. I've been there multiple times. And it's kind of surprising that such a good Thai food place is in Muncie because it's not it like is. we're a hotbed for like international food or anything. Right. So, yeah. Very good. So my recommendation is something very nerdy (laughs) spoiler alert i am a huge nerd i love superheroes i love star wars i love comic books and so i am recommending oh yeah comics down in downtown muncie that is by far the very best comic book shop i've ever been in wow ever it's just it's yeah it's incredible it's laid out so well christy the owner is incredible she does such an incredible job running that whole store and so personable and her service is awesome. It's um, I can't recommend that place enough. So if you love superheroes, if you love comic books, Star Wars, even if you have never been in a comic shop and you say, I want to see a good comic shop, go there because then you're not experiencing the weird, like dimly lit, weird smelling comic book shops. (laughs) You know, that it's kind of the stigma of comic book shop. Yeah. This is not that. This is so incredible. It has awesome, like it has clothes and figures and comics and board games and card games and collectibles. It's just super, super cool. So go check out All Yeah Comics. Yeah, I'm like, I love Star Wars and I've watched the superhero movies, but I'm definitely not near as big a fan as you are. No. But I've went a couple of times with you and it is really cool. Like it's very impressive how nice and clean and laid out it is and all the yeah. stuff they have. Like if you love superheroes, it's definitely a must. Yeah. Well, hey listeners, thank you so much for listening again. This is the Pothole Pastors podcast. So the official email, we, we got it figured out. It is potholepastors at gmail.com. So if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have even topics you would like to hear about, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, give us five stars. You can even give us four stars. Don't give us any less than that because that's not fun. <laughs> if you really think we're bad, I guess you can because I guess constructive <laughs> criticism is good. But, uh, you know, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, our, the algorithms of podcasts work by the amount of reviews you get and you get good reviews and good and five stars, four stars, you know, you get into more recommendations. So if you like what you hear, um, you know, give us a good review and follow us on Facebook. We do have a Facebook. We don't have we a Twitter do. or an Instagram. We might do that someday. We might. If you think we should. Email us. Tell us. And we might do that. But in the meanwhile, be on the lookout. We were we said we we're going to try to do this every other week. But if we happen to have the time to get it before that, then bonus surprise for you. So this week, maybe <laughs> we'll get it out a little bit early. But this is the second episode. There's more stuff coming down the pike. We have some exciting things in the works. So uh, we look forward to being back. But until next time, this is Joey. And I'm Adam. We'll see you later. Mm-hmm.